Hi everyone, this is Erica Kimberly and this is the first podcast for the Women at the Well series and this is sponsored by To Be Praised Ministries. I am so excited to have everyone who is listening here with me in audio form and in digital form. I've been wanting to do a podcast for about a year now and I did a lot of research, a lot of thinking, and a lot of praying about how I would do it, what I would say, who I would involve. And so it's exciting to just be here actually recording one. I will be super honest with you. Podcasting is not easy. Thought it would be a little easier than what it's actually turning out to be. So I'm going to involve you in a very organic process. Some of this should probably be edited out, but I'm just going to roll with it because I am losing my perfectionist nature day by day. So we are just going to give grace to me and grace to you and allow God to do what he does best. And so I'm excited for that. Um, Just want to welcome everybody. Thank you so much for listening. First and foremost, To Be Praised Ministries um, is sponsoring and kind of hosting this podcast. I'm doing this as a byproduct of a ministry that already exists. So if you are a member of the To Be Praised um, online community, you probably already know what that's about, but maybe you're listening to this for the first time. Maybe you saw this on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and you're like, I don't know who Erica Kimberly is. I don't know what To Be Praised Ministries is, and that's fine. So I'm going to go over some of the logistics just so that everybody knows. Then we can kind of get into what the lesson for today is going to be. So To Be Praised Ministries is a organization that I started about two years ago. And it's committed to the spiritual and leadership development of women through Bible studies, devotionals, event hosting, and small learning communities. What you find when you go on the To Be Praised website, that is www.tobepraised.com, is that I send out weekly emails, their devotionals and Bible studies that I write myself. And it's really just driven by my love to study God's word. I've been doing it for years. I grew up in the church and I always found myself as a child, like reading the Bible alone, praying, asking God to kind of give me wisdom, give me understanding. And when I turned 16, I had gotten baptized at 15 and I turned 16 and I led my first ladies Bible study. And I always tell people like that was the moment that God really initiated women's ministry in my heart. And I ran from that like I would run from like a plague. I really didn't have the confidence to do it. I didn't have the know-with-all and I just avoided it point blank period. Like I did anything but what God wanted me to do for a very, very long time. And so I came back to um, teaching young women after college in 2007 and I teach young women in my church now I do a lot of ladies days um group studies um like I said writing devotionals and just beyond that so to be praised kind of came out of work that I had already done personally for God and God being God really cultivated a online digital platform for me to do more and so this podcast is a byproduct of all of the good work that God does through the lives of women who remain faithful. And I'm just super blessed to be somebody and humbled to be somebody that he continues to choose to be a vessel. Um, The vision for To Be Praised is really just for women to connect and have godly friendships and godly support as they learn about the type of woman that God calls us to be. So To Be Praised comes from Proverbs 3130 that says, in a woman who fears the Lord, she is to be praised. And I remember reading that 
after college thinking, well, what kind of woman is that? Like, who is this woman? And what does she have to do with the life that God wants me to live? So I studied and researched a lot. And I'm glad that I did because the life that I was living after college was not the life that God wanted me to live. And so I had to learn how to be a woman of God. And I had to learn how to be a woman that could be an example to other women. So I'm hoping Every single time you are in contact with To Be Praise Ministries and in contact with Erica Kimberly, that you are just learning who God is and what God wants for you. I think that all of us as disciples of Christ and believers in Christ can teach one another. And so that's really what I'm all about. Um, I'm sitting in my room right now recording this podcast. I have some herbal tea here. I have my Christmas tree on. I have a heater because the people I live with love to keep the house colder than I prefer. And so I'm hoping that you are in a cozy place while you're listening to this. Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're in your room. Maybe you are in your at your desk, in your cubicle, wherever. But I hope that you just kind of like envision this as like a one-on-one conversation. I actually wish that I could like see you all as I uh, talk to you. Um, So one of the things that I did want to do is talk a little bit about um, why I wanted to do a podcast. And really, I love podcasts right now. I think that they're really interesting ways to connect to people. And I listen to a ton of podcasts. I listen to them in the car. I listen to them when I'm working. I listen to them when I'm at the gym. Sometimes I don't want to listen to music just because it gets redundant. And so I hope that this platform is just something that's different and a little innovative for To Be Praised. But I also hope that it's something that you research further because there are a ton of phenomenal podcasts that are out there and there are a lot of great um, spiritual podcasts. And there are some that have to do with like business I'm an educator and there are a ton that have to do with education. So deep dive into the um, the world of podcasting because there's some cool stuff that, that you can find. But for today, I really wanted to talk about this whole concept of 2017. Where is God bringing me in 2017? This is a question that I asked myself so many times. 2016 was by far one of if not the hardest year of my life. I don't say that to be dramatic. There are some people in my life who would say I'm dramatic. This isn't really a, a statement of drama. This is a statement of truth. God worked tremendously in me in 2016, but he also worked tremendously in the spaces that I existed in. And anytime you you have that inner work and the outer work, things can get crazy pretty quickly. And so I'm very thankful for everything that God did for me, but I can openly and honestly say that it was hard. And one of the things that I hope that this podcast series can do for women is just be a space of honesty, you know, be a space of vulnerability. A lot of times we're not vulnerable enough and we're not honest enough and we don't really say how we feel. And so as you envision me in my room and and I'm envisioning you wherever you are, like, I just hope we can have an honest conversation. So if I can be honest, I'll definitely tell you 2016 sucked. Like it was the hardest year ever. Um, Financial stress, emotional stress. You know, I lost a grandparent and I had to attend the funeral on my birthday, readjusting to a career, um, I work as an English professor. I'm starting a doctorate degree in a couple weeks. And all of that has been a whirlwind. None of that 
would have been on my like plan or trajectory for this year. It's just what God has literally walked me into. And so I had to make a lot of adjustments and a lot of personal refinement work to get to where he wanted me to be. And just beyond that, just a lot of stress with um, with life and, and being an adult. And that's not easy. So I approached 2017 really thinking about where God wants to bring me. Because anytime God brings you out of difficulty, he's bringing you into something else. He's bringing you into a land of peace and a land of promise. But that land doesn't always look exactly like we would hope or think it would look. So I kind of started asking myself this question a couple weeks ago. Like, okay, God, 2016 was hard. Where are you going to bring me into 2017? What is that space going to look like and how can I prepare? Because the reality is this, right? Everything that God is doing in your life right now is preparing you for something else. And I know that you may not fully see where you're going. We don't have that human capability, but God sees exactly where he's going to take you. And so part of getting there safely, and I mean that physically, emotionally and spiritually, and financially, um, is your ability to just obey and do the hard work now. And that's something that I wish more people would have told me in life earlier, like as a kid, because the fact of the matter is obedience plays a huge role in us accepting the next task from God. So we put a lot of effort into living the life that we want to live. We put a lot of effort into picking homes that we like to be in living our lives in cities and towns that we feel comfortable in. I know there's some people that say, well, I'm a big city woman or I'm a small town girl. And we make these decisions based on who we believe ourselves to be. A lot of us also have cultivated careers based on our own skill set, based on our own strength. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But what I've been thinking about for a few years now is involving God in every single process because God has a plan for your life. And Jeremiah 29 11 says that. And that's my absolute favorite Bible verse, because I know without a shadow of a doubt, every single time that I read that, that God does have a plan for me and that sometimes my plans are not God's plans. And who's in need of readjustment? Certainly not God. Generally, it's Erica Kimberly. Like, I need to readjust my life so that I can be where God wants me to be. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, God explicitly says, for I know the thoughts, in some versions say the plans that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And so God has it mapped out already. He's already decided exactly what he wants to do. He's already woven your life into the tapestry of the people around you. And essentially, every single day we're unwrapping or unraveling, looking for where God is just to play a part in this huge story. And so I don't want us to miss that. So as we think about where God is bringing us in 2017, I want us to feel confident that God has already mapped this year out for you. It's already mapped out. Like there is no inch of next year that God has not foreseen. If the Lord Jesus tarries and he does not come back to get the church, like God already knows every second of next year. And if that's the case, the real question is, how can we pursue the plan? How can I get to unison in my life? How can I merge my will and my desire to 
God's will and his desire for my life? And this is not an easy question to answer because it really has to do with active submission. And only you can do that. Like, I can't even tell you how to do that through a podcast. Only you know the areas in your life where you refuse to submit to God. And only I know the areas in my life where I refuse to submit to God. So we have to be more conscious of what those areas are. Um, I did a little research because I'm a word junkie. And I researched the word guide. Because as I was thinking about this whole concept of like where God is bringing me in 2017, I thought a lot about God as a guide. And God is a guide because there's tons of scriptures that tell us that he guides us or he leads us. And there are 27 um, instances in the New King James Version of the Bible where it explicitly talks about guiding. And so it's exciting to me because I think if we really were to do a study and we really had a ton of time, we can see that God has never decided to not guide his people down a path. He's a proactive God and he's a proactive father. And so he has chosen to guide us. Really, the disconnect is, are we allowing him to do that easily? Now, a lot of times, I'm not going to lie, like I myself, I get a little bit like Jonah, right? Jonah was asked to go to Nineveh and yet he instantly rebelled out of arrogance. He didn't think the people of Nineveh were worthy of salvation. So he decided, you know what? I'm not going to go to Nineveh like God asked me. I'm going to get on a boat and go somewhere else. And I thought about God as a guide. And then I thought about Jonah. And then I thought about Erica Kimberly, who has done this. I did it with women's ministry. I've done it with forgiveness. I've done it with being financially responsible. Like I've avoided a lot of the things that God has asked me to do simply because I was either arrogant or I just didn't want to do it. So I, like Jonah, decided to get into another situation and walk in a completely different direction than where God was sending me. And like Jonah, I ended up someplace terrible, nasty, dark, and disgusting. Because when Jonah gets on this boat, God creates this huge storm. And the people on the boat are like, okay, dude, you have got to get up out of here. Like, this is somebody's fault. So they cast lots and the lot falls on Jonah and they throw Jonah overboard. And then he gets swallowed up by a big fish. And the fish has Jonah in the belly for three days. Now, listen, some people call me high maintenance. I don't agree with that. What I will say is I like stuff to be nice and clean. And so if I was in any dirty, dark scenario, doesn't even have to be a fish. Could be a cave, could be a jail, anywhere listen to me loud and clear I'd lose my mind three days I wouldn't even make three days I would probably not even make 13 hours so after three days Jonah gets spit up and where does he get spit up this is the part of scripture that blows my mind he gets spit up on the shore of Nineveh and God doesn't care that Jonah is smelly that he's not wearing his Sunday best because He could have had his life together. He could have looked together, but he chose to go a different route. So then you have to deal with the consequences. And how many of us are going to deal with the consequences of avoiding God's call on our lives in 2017 because we refuse to obey in 2016? So let's think about where is God bringing us? He may be bringing you back to a place you should have already been. 
I'm kind of feeling like that and it could be another podcast topic but I feel like I'm back someplace that I strategically decided to leave and God brought me back not necessarily in the same sense as Jonah I think God brought me back with greater confidence in myself and greater confidence in his will for my life but I'm where I should have been all along And so maybe that's your 2017. Maybe you will end up in a place where you should have always been. Maybe you're going to end up with the person you should have been with in the beginning, but instead you chose to run off and be with somebody else. Maybe you're going to end up in that church that you never wanted to go to, but God was trying to pull you into so that you can serve him. Maybe you're going to end up back in a city that you chose to leave because God wants you to be a neighbor to someone. The options are endless, but so many times we out of fear or arrogance or just simply a lack of desire to be at one with God, we just abandon all of his guiding. We abandon everything that he's trying to show us because we say, you know what? I got this. I'm going to go on a boat. I'm going to get in a train. I'm going to get in a car. I'm going to move to a different city. I'm going to move to a different state. And God is like, that's okay, because you are going to end up someplace dirty, dark and disgusting. And when you do. You'll come to your senses like Jonah and you'll want to repent, but I'm going to spit you up in the very place that you should have always been to serve me in the first place. So God is a guide and I love that he is patient with us. He's also the God of grace. And I think that God is a guide is definitely God is grace because he knows that we'll have missteps and he knows that a lot of times we won't get it right. And he graces us in that process. Even in the book of Psalms, right? Like David talks about this when he says that, you know, you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. And I love that because David is recognizing that God does this. So if he does it, Lord, do it to me. If you're leading, if you're guiding and you're my rock and you're my fortress, for your name's sake, lead and guide me. But there's something interesting in that that hit me very recently. It's the for your namesake part that we tend to leave out. Because when God leads us and when he guides us, it's for his purpose. I'm going to say that one more time because I even need to hear it. When he leads us and when he guides us, it's for his purpose. It's not so that you can have a ton of Instagram friends and followers and likes. It's not so that all the young single guys in your church can start flirting with you as a young single woman. It's not so that, you know, your husband will think you're the most beautiful woman in the world. It's for the Lord Jesus. It's for his sake. And a lot of times we forget that. And I know with To Be Praised Ministries, I've been to different congregations. I've spoken at different churches in different states. And I always have to remind myself, this is for God. This is not for me. This is not for my confidence. This is not so that I can feel good about myself. I'm doing this as a servant. So if God is guiding me, if he's opening these doors for me to speak to women and to share the gospel with them, if he is opening doors for me to be uh, a writer and to develop Bible studies so that women around the world can can learn him more deeply, I need to recognize that this is not for my sake, it's for him. And a lot of times when God guides us, as he brings us into 2017 even, We need to keep that at the forefront of our mind because what you think your situation is for and what God knows it to be for is two separate things. God may have a phenomenal job waiting for you. It's not for your sake. It's for his sake. I remember praying 
so hard a couple years ago for a particular uh, a job. And I got this job. And the reason I got this job is because somebody was sick. And the guy could not come back to work. So they hired me and I was super excited about it. The job was hard, long hours, stressful, but I did it. I did it through the power and the strength of God, truly, because the learning curve was insane. And I also was in a master's program at the time. And a couple weeks or months actually into me working there, the guy whose job I took gets healed and the guy's like coming back to work. So it's crunch time now. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to lose my job because this guy is back? No. He ends up getting the same position. They recreated a position for him. And we're working side by side. And I was actually able to minister to this guy in such a profound way because he had such bad anxiety. And I like full transparency. I struggle with anxiety, but I've never had anxiety to the point where I needed to be medicated and this man did and so I was able to like spiritually encourage him send scriptures to him via email or talk to him at the desk we'd have coffee in the morning and really speak peace and power to his life so God didn't lead me there so that I could have phenomenal income I was blessed by working there but he guided me there for his name's sake because The Bible talks about casting our anxiety on the Lord, and this man didn't even know how to do it. So God sent a servant to that man to serve him and to teach him how to lean on the Lord. And it's amazing every time I think about that, because so many people were excited for me to have this job. And it was a great job, great position, great pay. But it was all for God. It was for his greater glory, because God is not in our check. He's in people. And he wants us to be with people. So we have to be thinking about that as we enter into uh, 2017. And lastly, I just want to talk a little bit about Abraham because God asked Abraham to leave his family, his country, everything that he knew to go into a land that God would show him. And every time I read this scripture, I'm struck by that phrase and that concept that God would show him the land. Because when God first gave the instructions to and I quote, get thee out of thy country, Abraham had no idea where he was going. He just knew he had to get up and go. And so some of us are in that scenario. There's a different aspect of my life where I feel like God is like, get up and go. And I'm like, where, Father God? 2017 is coming. Where am I supposed to go? Is this personal? Is this a person? Like, do I need to go to a person? Do I need to go to a place? What are you actually saying? But what God is really asking when he says this, he's asking for you to prepare yourself to get going and so there's a difference between knowing exactly where you're going and prostrating your life and positioning it to get going sometimes you have to get going by packing a suitcase right if I were taking a trip the first step is to prepare I have to get clothes together I have to get toiletries together I have to put it in a suitcase I have to weigh my suitcase I have to ensure my suitcase fits all the regulations for flying in this country or abroad how are we preparing ourselves to get thee out of thy country if God is moving you into your promised land in 2017 you have to get ready I have to get ready And I've been thinking about this and I've been praying about it for a long time because I know that God is trying to ready me through my circumstance because God is a guide and God is grace. And so he's waiting for me graciously, but he's guiding me every single day. 
And I hope that we can be like the father of faith. I hope that we can be like Abraham, who was faithful and immediately got up and got out. <laughs> like, I hope that we can be women who take uh, the commands of God super seriously. And I hope that we can get excited about where we will be, even if we don't know where it is. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get caught up on logistics, even with like traveling with family or friends. And I tend to like want to know exactly where we're going. And it annoys people. They're like, yo, it's cool. Like, just relax. And deep inside, I'm like, I don't want to relax. I want to know where we're going (laughs) because that's a function of my personality. And it makes me more comfortable. But faith is not for comfort. Faith is not faith if it's comfortable. And so the reason that Abraham is called the father of faith is because he had to believe God before he could see exactly what God was doing. And it's a testament to, I think, all of us who are eagerly awaiting the rest of God's assignment. We're eagerly awaiting for the next step. We're waiting for God to say, okay, this place, this person, this relationship, this job, this school, this church, this town, we're waiting for that. But until we get it, we have to move in faith step by step and obey the command to get the out. Because where you are right now may not be the country you will continue to be in. And I say country, not as like the USA, but your space. God is saying, get the out. In order to get into your promised land, you have to get out of the land you're in right now. And that's a process. So I'm hoping that in faith, we can do that because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. So when Abraham had to get out of the place to go to the place where God would show him, he was acting on the belief system that I can get there because I know who will bring me there even though I don't know where there is. God is a guide. And so he's guiding us into lands of promise. He's guiding us into the perfect place for us. But we have to have faith. Faith that he can accomplish it. And faith that where we're going is going to be good, even if it's hard. And so I said that this was a super hard year for me and that it sucked. And it did in a lot of ways, but I was so blessed. I got a phenomenal job opportunity that I would not have had if it weren't for God. I didn't even, at the beginning of this year, think about applying to any doctorate programs. It was a work of God. Um, To be able to be going to a school that's a Christian school is a work of God. To be studying where I can incorporate my faith into my love for education, that's a work of God. And so there were so many blessings in this year. And I know that I received them simply because I decided to be faithful to the guide. I decided to walk the steps that were in front of me and I didn't know where they were leading. I didn't know what was at the end, but I just decided to keep going. And so I hope that as you think about your 2017 and you think about where God is going to bring you, this concept of of just following and being obedient is one that excites you and encourages you. Let's not be like Jonah's sisters, like let's not be like the man who was arrogant and didn't want to obey God and ended up where God wanted him to be, but he lost time in the process. Let's just be faithful. Let's be like Abraham who decided to immediately get up and go. So if God is calling you to do something, get up and go. Don't wait. Don't deliberate. Don't talk it over with too many people, you know, because if God's asking you, he's asking you. He not, he may not be asking your spouse. 
he may not be asking your your parents, your your siblings, your your church sisters. You know, there's certain things God is just asking you and you have to get up and go. And you may not have all the instructions. God does not use Google Maps, but what he does use is faith. He has faith in us and we need to have faith in him. I hope this podcast blesses you. I'm so excited that we were able to do this together. Looking for your feedback, please send it to me. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, um, you definitely can can send all of that to me. The email address for To Be Praise Ministries is devotionals at tobepraised.com. And the two is T-O. And it's just written full out, T-O-B-E praised.com. And so I check all the emails personally and I try to reply to everybody. So def- well, I definitely reply to everybody. So email me if you have any questions or comments. Share this on Facebook, please. I want to bless as many people as possible because God has been such a wonderful blessing in my life. So share this on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram, wherever you can get it out there do so. And um, I hope that you have a phenomenal holiday season. God loves you and I love you. Be well and be blessed. And never forget that Proverbs 31 says that you are a woman to be praised.